This episode of How Does She Do It is brought to you by Elevate Your Career Academy. Cohort 3 is going live in the beginning of 2020. And if you want to secure your seat, shout out to Minda Hearts, then you want to go to bit.ly slash 10tiff to schedule a call with me. Elevate Your Career Academy is a group coaching program that is designed to help you take your career and your confidence to the next level. We will help you get clear about your goals, help you transform the way you see yourself and the way you see your work and help you develop concrete plans to move forward. So if you want to learn more and have a conversation about joining Elevate Your Career Academy, go to bit.ly slash 10 TIFF. You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 126. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 126th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. If you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South and that's Tiff with two F's. And you can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it. We're going to keep this intro short because you heard me make an announcement about Elevate Your Career Academy launching in February 2020. That sounds like like it's far away. It is not. You as podcast listeners are the first people to hear about it. I haven't announced it anywhere else because y'all are my podcast booze, right? And And so I want to give you the opportunity to sign up and schedule a call with me so we can find out if Elevate Your Career Academy is you. I have limited spots available for both calls and spots in the cohort. So do not wait until the last week in January to schedule a call with me. If you can't tell, I am excited. But enough of that. Let's get right into the content for this week's episode. If you have been listening for the last several episodes, we have been walking through a series on goal setting and you all have been sharing messages. You've been sending me uh, DMs on Instagram. You've been posting to your stories. Love when you do that. If you're listening to this episode right now, take a screenshot, listen uh, or post it in your stories and I will reshare it. Hopefully, I see it on time. If I don't, you know, it's no love lost. But what I have loved about this series so far for me is getting to do my own goal setting reflection. So by walking through the book, Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt, again, to share it with you all, I had to walk through it for myself. I have begun my after action review for the year. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I told you all last week, I'd be sharing some of my reflections on the past decade and some lessons that I learned, particularly in this year. And by going through the after action review, it has several prompting questions that I talked about in a few episodes. And it has been really good in having me take time to step back. Even earlier this week, before I kind of really dove into the process, I was trying to rush it. And I was like, oh, what are some things I learned this year? And I was like, yo, slow down, honor the process And honor the process in the way that you would want your clients to honor the process, your listeners to honor the process in the way that, you know, we have been talking about it. So 
What I have done, I think this is going to be a two-part episode where I share some kind of the things that I've done, the things that I've some of the things that I've experienced in the last 10 years, but the lessons will probably be more concrete from the last year going into 2020. And I am just so grateful. I think I'll start with that. I'm very, very grateful for what God has done in my life in the last, you know, two months, six months, one year, 10 years, absolutely for sure. 10 years ago, December 2009, I was a second year law student or also known as a 2L. And I was in a probably wrapped up finals right about now. I had a job for the second summer, for the summer after my second year that would hopefully, and that eventually did turn into my first job period, like my first full-time job ever right out of law school. I had, uh, you know, I took two bar exams, passed Pennsylvania and New Jersey bar exam. I made two career shifts in the last 10 years. I've gone from living in Philadelphia to moving to the suburbs, moving back into Philadelphia. And I have gone from not being a morning person to being a morning person, to going to therapy, to turning 30 and turning other ages older than 30, right? Just so many amazing things I have loved. I have been in love, fallen out of love, started relationships, ended relationships, lost weight, gained weight, done all of the things in between. And I started a business in that same time. I got my coaching certification, um, you know, and started a podcast, started a podcast four years ago. And those are some highlights from like big picture highlights from 10 years. I officiated my brother's wedding. My nephew was born in this, in this, all in this decade, right? Just so many really cool things. And I think the best thing to happen in the last 10 years was the renewal of my relationship with Christ. That is, I have, I accepted Christ when I was like 11 and you know, you, I went to church and I walked, I knew Jesus, but I can't say that I was intentional about walking with him really until the last like five or six years more and like more, much more heavily in the last two or three, I would say. And that is, I think the biggest and best highlight of the decade because in coming to know more about Christ, I have also come to know more about myself. In coming to know more about Christ, I have gotten more sharp with my vision, more sharp with my voice, more sharp with the purpose that he has for me. I have learned to say yes to the right opportunities and I'm beginning to learn to say no to things that I should not be doing. I am learning the power of and what it means to try to adopt the character of Christ, right? Like those are things that only came by virtue of me studying the word more and I have to give a shout out to the First 5 app because 
between the first five app and a close group of friends who started, we started a WhatsApp group together. It was that group and the first five devotion that started my day every day that began my habit of devotion, that began my habit of exploring the word. And what I found is much like with everything else, I'm a nerd for the word. And you know, I ended up getting gifted a concordance. So I got the Greek translation and the Hebrew translation and just be like, find myself all digging into different, different translations and understandings. And what does this word mean in the Greek? What does this word mean in the Hebrew? What is this verse actually saying versus what I'm hearing someone behind a pulpit tell me or what my mind is telling me the scripture reads, right? Just little things like that. But in Getting closer to Christ, like I said, I have found and learned so much more about myself and still on a journey, right? Still have so much growing to do, have so much learning to do, but I'm really, really grateful for where I have been. And I am really excited about where I am going. There are things that are clear, at least there's been a vision given to me that I can say is that I believe has been placed on my heart by God. And what I know is so cool is that when the vision comes reality, it's going to be so much better because we, his ways are higher than our ways. So we can't see everything the way that he has it planned for us. He gives us glimpses. He gives us inclinations. But I promise you, when you ask someone who told you they knew they would be kind of where they are, they almost always say, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was going to look like this. I knew that I was going to be moving in this direction, but I couldn't have imagined X, Y, Z, right? And that is one of the things that I think is so awesome about being open and willing to allow God to be the author and finisher of our lives and of our faith. So that was a really long stream of consciousness to kind of give high level overview of the last decade of my life. And, you know, shout out to God, shout out to all of my, my family, to my friends who have been on this journey. Shout out to you who have been, you know, listening to me, I got a message from someone or someone left a comment, I think on Instagram and told me that she's a day one listener, which is crazy because day one was September 14th, 2015. And that was almost, that was four years ago, right? So that's a long time, not quite half a decade, but almost there. So you all have heard me and seen me through some difficult times. Um, you know, at one thing actually, as I sit here and I say difficult times, I did not mention that my grandmother passed in, in the last decade, my grandfather passed in the last decade. And my grandmother was someone who was extraordinarily instrumental in shaping me into the woman that I am. And, um, yeah, so that was another really defining, defining moment of, of my decade and of the last decade, I should say. And, um, yeah, so I don't know why I took that turn. Let's turn it back and let's bring it back to 2019. So I have come up with 
10 lessons that I have learned in the last 12 months. And I'm going to read you the questions of the action after action review that come from Michael Hyatt's book, just because I think, you know, it's helpful just to hear them again. And these are the questions that I spent, you know, a couple hours answering this week. And I'll probably go back and add more to the answers to these questions, but I wanted to put in a beginning effort at least so I could have this conversation with you today. So I'm going to read these questions for you. The first question is, how did you see the past year going? Number two, what were your plans, your dreams, your concrete goals, if you had any? Number three, what disappointments or regrets did you experience this past year? Number four, What did you feel you should have been acknowledged for but weren't? Number five, what did you accomplish this past year that you were most proud of? Six, what were two or three specific themes that kept recurring? Seven, what were the major life lessons you learned this past year? And that is the last question. So let me start by kind of orienting you to what the beginning of my 2019 was like. So around this time in 2018, I was in the middle of the interview process for a job on the West Coast. I, and I may have alluded to this a little bit on the podcast before, but I started the interview process for a very well-known company on the West Coast, something that I completely was not expecting, was not planning for. And so I went into Christmas 2018, having flown back and forth to do a set of in-person interviews, did several rounds of phone interviews, and went into 2019, into January, waiting for a decision. And so I was preparing mentally for the possibility of me getting a job and having to make a decision about taking a job on another coast and then moving myself from Philadelphia to San Francisco. And my mind was busy. Okay. Let me tell you my mind was busy. But what I had also done is learned to slow down to spend time in prayer about this experience. So. I knew that I started the year knowing that I was going to move. The thing is, is as the years developed, I didn't end up moving to San Francisco. I ended up just moving back to Philly, right? So I had was living in the suburbs of Philadelphia, moved to Philadelphia proper back in, I wouldn't say I moved in June. And I ended up not getting the job on at the company in San Francisco, which was the right call. It was the right decision. I was not, I would not have been a good fit for the role, but I was considering it because it would have been a really cool opportunity and would have gotten my foot in the door in a really great company, et cetera, et cetera. But everything happens for a reason, right? And I think this is not actually one of the lessons that I learned this year, but I do believe that God will show you some things that could be possible even though the opportunity is not for you. So he showed me that by being present in a room and being myself, that could lead me to opportunity and it could lead me to an opportunity that 
might not have been for me because just because you are led to an opportunity does not mean an opportunity is for you. Just because you could do something doesn't mean you should. And being told no prevented me from having to make a decision that I might have made the wrong decision. And sometimes we have to look at the, our, our nose that way. Our nose are sometimes preparation for and setting up for and making room for future yeses that we can't even see yet. So that's kind of the way that I started the year. Now, let's just move. I'll move into the lessons that I learned this year. So the first lesson that I learned in 2019 is staying in your wilderness season is a choice or a series of choices or the same choice made over and over again. I'll say it again. Staying in your wilderness season is a choice or a series of choices or the same choice made over and over again. Now, I say that and I'll caveat by saying sometimes there are circumstances that are outside of our control that contribute to what our wilderness season is or what our wilderness season looks like. But often we find ourselves and you have probably found yourself in this situation too. You are seeing the same pattern over and over and over again. You find yourself in the same situation. You find yourself with the same frustrations, seeing the same roadblocks, missing the same opportunities, knowing that you should go one way, but go in the other direction, right? These are these wilderness seasons are often the results of our own choices. I, raising my hand right now, found myself this year realizing that I have been contributing to my own wilderness season in, I will say, the dating area of my life. And this made me, this realization came in the middle of a conversation I was having with one of my homegirls when I was in Atlanta. And she was like, you know what you're like? You're like the Israelites. And I was like, yo, I am the Israelites. Like I am the Israelites walking around this wilderness, being defiant, knowing that God is giving me an instruction to do one thing. And I keep finding myself doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. And like the Israelites, their directives were clear. Their instructions were clear. The promise was clear, but you be too busy trying to do what you want to do. I was too busy trying to do what I wanted to do. So like I said, the series of choices, the same choice made over and over again, making the choice to stay in this wilderness season, that you're, it contributes to you. What should have been an 11, a short journey turned into a 40 year journey. And that was the result of multiple decision points that the Israelites were in. So I encourage you as you move into 2020 or you reflect on this year to ask yourself, what wilderness seasons did you contribute to? How did you keep yourself in your wilderness season? And I know that I talked about that in a specific episode. I can't remember, but I'll try and link to it in the show notes. But don't contribute to your wilderness season. Choose to get yourself out of your wilderness season. Second lesson, 
God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. When you feel a nudge to do something or not do something, but then you second guess it, you try to pull it apart, you try to understand it. You're like, wait, was that God? Oh, I don't really know. Maybe it's just blah, 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 blah. Then that's when confusion starts. That's when you start to doubt yourself. When you ask for an answer and you get it, and then you're just like, no, I don't really, no, I don't think that's right. And then you go in the opposite direction. And then you start to feel confused. You start to feel angst. You start to feel uneasy. God is not the author of those feelings. And God is still available to us in the middle of those feelings. This became very real for me actually within the last month where I had to make a decision about trying to work with someone. And I knew and have known for a long time that it was time for me to be quiet, right? I talked in a few episodes about a few episodes ago about being quiet and being still and reducing the amount of external influence that was coming to me. And so I knew the answer was I should not work with this person because there was a certain feeling that I got that made me, I didn't feel at peace about it. I didn't feel at ease about it. Yet I still lingered in making the decision. And so I just kept myself anxious for weeks instead of just saying, yo, I'm not going to do this. How often do you find yourself dibbling and dabbling in confusion when you already know the answer? When God has already shown you what you need to do or given you an inclination or you've gotten confirmation, but you're just like, bah, maybe I don't. God is not the author of confusion. Lesson number three, habits build on each other. Good habits build on each other and bad habits build on each other. There are certain things called keystone habits that are like a foundational habit that build on the way that other habits can flow from it. And so for example, your morning routine can be a keystone habit that sets you up for your day to flow a certain type of way, right? And um, you know, if you haven't checked out James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, you should definitely check it out. It's a really, really great book, a really great opportunity to help you understand habits in a very practical and tangible way. But that is something that I have seen, I would say probably in the last four or five months, me becoming much more intentional about monitoring my habits and trying to interrupt when I see myself going down a pattern of bad habitual behavior. And it is not easy. And I'll speak to another another lesson that relates to this, but it really is about the interruption of your thoughts because you can just snowball, right? Like it's just like sitting on the couch watching one hour of television that will turn into four because it just keeps snowballing. It just keeps snowballing and your bad habits or good habits can snowball. So good habits or habits build on each other and you have to be the driver of what those habits are and do not do not resign yourself to believing that because you have a series of habits that are not great or series of habits that you're not proud of to believing that you can't change them because that's absolutely not true. You just have to do the work. 
You just have to do the work to change the habit. Lesson number four, you playing small serves no one. And I'll take it a little bit further. It robs God of the glory that would result from you showing up as he has purposed you to. Playing small serves no one. And playing small is not the same thing as being humble. One of the things that I love about Marshawn Evans Daniels is her ability to challenge warped things that we have been taught, warped ideology that we have been taught by the church in terms of the way we show up and the way that we believe in ourselves as believers and as women. And we have been taught that humility is tucking in a corner, being super, you know, oh, look, you know, church mouse quiet and allowing and dimming your light, essentially. That is what we have been taught is the way that Christians should show up. When in reality, we serve, we serve a Christ who was unequivocally clear about who he was. He didn't have to shout it from the mountaintops because that's not the opposite of playing small. But he moved with purpose. He acted with purpose. He showed who he was by his actions. He handled and was about his father's business at all times. And it was never a question. It was only a question for people who didn't understand or believe in him, but it was never a question for him. We should keep that same energy. And hear me, not saying to be arrogant, not saying to be boastful, but what I have recognized is that our confidence, real lived confidence is rooted in our faith. And if we believe in Christ, then we have to show up with way more confidence than we do. I have to show up in much bigger and much more confident than I do. And this is something that I struggle with week to week, right? Sometimes day to day, sometimes hour by hour. So this is not something that I have fixed or anything like that. It is something that I have to work on. But we have the example of one of the most clearly purposed, the most clearly purposed, you know, person to ever walk this earth. And he was never, he was never not clear on how he needed to show up. And I would argue that we are also crystal clear about the way we need to show up, but the influences of our life, the influences of what church leaders have told us, the influences of the way that we grew up, our generational history, you know, our respective, you know, personal experiences all warp and distort the image and the reflection that we are supposed to have of the God that we serve because we are created in his image. And that image is crystal clear in who it is supposed to be. So we have to do our part to reflect him and to see ourselves clearly in that reflection. I hope you, I hope that made sense. The fifth and final lesson that I will share in this episode is rest and quiet time are not optional. They are not. I am someone who never like I don't sleeping, sleeping well has not been something that I have been particularly good at. And it is something that I've kind of, I almost, 
prided myself on until I realized that I had been sick more times this year than I have ever been sick in one year. Like having multiple fevers sick in very short periods of time. And I was like, okay, you are over 30, not just by one year anymore. And you can't be trying to run on four hours of sleep. Like that's that's not just not going to work. So rest is no longer, is not optional. Quiet time is not optional. You have to give your time, yourself time to rejuvenate and to replenish your physical brain. Like your brain actually needs that rest to recharge and prune neurons and let neurochemicals, you know, and neurotransmitters rejuvenate and all that kind of stuff. Like there's science behind it, but then it's also, it helps with your mood. It helps with your digestion, your stress level, your ability to approach your next day. Right. And then even thinking about rest in terms of taking vacation, taking quiet time, unplugging, all of those things. I took my first true vacation this year for the first time in a long time. And it was just amazing. It was just so good. So rest and quiet time are not optional. So that wraps up the first half of the wrap up of my 2019 and this kind of reflection series that we've been in. So I'll just review the lessons that I went over so far this episode. The first lesson, staying in your wilderness season is a choice or it's a series of choices or it's the same choice made over and over again. And the moral of that story, start making different choices. Number two, God is not the author of confusion. Number three, habits build on each other. Number four, you playing small serves no one. Number five, rest and quiet time are not optional. I hope that you have enjoyed this 126th episode of How Does She Do It? If you are interested in joining Elevate Your Career Academy, please schedule a discovery call with me. We will talk through the program. We'll talk about your interest in it. We'll get to figure out what your goals are and see if this program is right for you. Go to bit.ly slash 10tiff, that's 10-T-I-F-F, and sign up for a call. And I look forward to connecting with you soon and hopefully having you in the third cohort of Elevate Your Career Academy. And if you have not had a chance already, please leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. Connect with me on the Instagrams and the Twitters. I am at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.